Kings of Kill, the show dedicated to the love of all things horror. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And here on the Kings of Kill podcast, we're having a party. We're having a birthday party and covering our very first video game. But first, whether it's your first time listening or your returning fan, thank you so much. The biggest thanks you can give us for the work that we're doing here is to share this episode with everyone you know. Make sure to head on over to our official website, kingsofkill.com. There you'll find links to all of our social medias, like our Instagram, where we post every time we release new content, our Twitter, where we have weekly polls and discussions about episodes, our Gmail, where you can request a show, our online store full of unique, one-of-a-kind merchandise available exclusively at kingsofkill.com, as well as a donation link where you can help us improve our equipment so we can improve our content. Now that's out of the way, let's share some scares and get on with the show. Steven! What's up, man? <laughs> Getting ready for a big storm coming. I'm sort of ready. I just don't want to drive in at four in the morning. I can't yeah, wait. We're both... <laughs> yeah, it's going to be 60 mile an hour Hurricane Rana winds that we'll be driving through. I can't. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of of storm uh the game were covered part of the story kind of has to do with the storm uh steven what are we talking about resident evil seven <laughs> biohazard if you want uh, to slap wow. the tag on it that was <laughs> man was that your was that your old school resi voice was that it right there I thought about doing it, and then wow. I started doing it, and was like, "I can't give up now." <laughs> so we're in it. We're in it already. So it was kind of half-assed, but I was like, yeah. "Just keep it going." Yeah, hey, we re-record these live, guys. This is pretty much one take. It's uh, <laughs> uh, me and you get together. Uh, we have a limited window to provide this, but we we promise you content every week, and we're delivering. So, uh, I mean, that's staying in the show. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't edit that out. I'm not going to redo that. Um, One take. What's What's really funny is uh, uh, what a lot of listeners don't know is if, say, something goes horribly wrong and we make complete asses of ourselves and then broadcast it, like, throughout the nation in the world, Stephen will call me afterwards and say, don't edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> And I abide by his wishes. Uh, people need um, to know so, uh, that we're humans. We're just yeah. Like you I mean, me. we're. I think uh, transparency is important, and, and we we love the support that we get from you guys. Um, uh, the feedback, the emails, um, your patronage on the website, buying our merch, we love it all. We really appreciate it, guys. So we uh, we try to stay transparent. Um, just like our upcoming episode for the Q and A thing, you can ask us whatever you want. Head on over our website we got a contact link that's a, a direct link to our gmail account when we say ask us anything we mean ask anything go for it and we'll be we'll be answering them uh that's a well yeah as appropriate <laughs> as the show <laughs> yeah because we're, we're worried I about wanna, censors and critics i don't want to answer some horrible question that's like i'm not even gonna say it you, you're dude you're asking for trouble we i don't care <laughs> Oh, you're opening Pandora's I mean, box. You know right what? Go now. ahead and ask it. We're gonna go through them anyways and see what's gonna be put on. Maybe. Yeah, we'll know. see. Maybe I'm, we'll just I'm, put them on. Just... 
It's up to you, folks. Uh, ask away. We uh, we look forward to your questions. Uh, kingsofkill.com or, or email us directly. Um, kingsofkillpodcast at gmail. Uh, we can't wait. And like I said, that's our upcoming episode. But this episode, talking about right now, our first ever video game. Um, the reason the reason we pick a video game is because we want to remind everyone there's no medium that's off limits when we're talking about horror. We love horror. We love novels, comic books, not just movies, series, um, and and of course video games. Uh, we, <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. Uh, yeah, we love we love all aspects of horror, and so it came down to it's almost my birthday. January is a fun month. So we got Christmas, which I absolutely love. We did a Christmas special. Check it out. Kingsofkill.com is a lot of fun. Then it's New Year's, um, the start of January. We did a New, Year, New Year's special. Check it out. Kingsofkill.com. It's also a lot of fun. And then January is my baby's birthday. My daughter's birthday is in January. And then it's my birthday coming up in just a couple of days. After that's my father's birthday. So January is a lot of fun for me, and I want to do something fun. So I wanted to pick a video game that was just so damn fun and brought me back to that feeling of when you're a kid sitting in your room with a console that took you months and months to save up for, and you're playing this game, your parents whoop your ass for having, and you're scared to death. I love that feeling of a scary video game. Um, you love and... your parents whooping your ass? <laughs> I did say I love that feeling. Boy, that was a... Uh... <laughs> A little, little sadomasochist. Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of parents, it is my father's birthday coming up. Shout out to uh, shout out to you. Uh, happy birthday, pops. Um, please don't whoop my ass. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but we're so we're talking about Resident Evil Seven Biohazard, a game that blew my mind because I'm a Resi fan. I like Resident Evil. Um, I remember playing the first Resident Evil. Um, back when, um, uh, it's funny, this is called Biohazard because the original Resident Evil series in Japan is just called Biohazard, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. Cause I feel like this is a, almost like a reboot to the series to like kick it back into gear. Cause the previous ones, five and six didn't feel like Resident Evil at all to me, at least. Do you know what happened? So yeah, so for Resident Evil One was was fantastic. A lot of limitations, especially with like the original PlayStation, right? Um, Resident Evil Two was absolutely amazing. I thought I loved Resident Evil Two. Resident Evil Three was still a lot of fun. Um, in fact, they remade both of those recently. Um, uh, Special Resident Evil Two was was absolutely fantastic. How they recaptured those feelings of those original games. The fourth one's probably the most famous. Would you say that? Uh, yes, I, I believe so. Because, because it's just super fun. It's basically horror meets doom. You know what I mean? It's a over the top. Yeah, it's, and it took it to third person mode, so it switched the camera to like, I mean, yeah. way better cameras. You want to talk about camera work? Don't even if you like good cameras, don't play the first couple of <laughs> Resident Evils. <laughs> it's it's frustrating for sure, but they were limited though. You yeah, know what I, mean? I mean, what can you do? Um, Back then, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, to, to render a room with high quality, they wanted to do it first person um, was the original concept idea, but it just looked terrible. You know what I mean? You're looking at 32 yeah. graphics. I mean, even Mario so, 64's cameras sucked. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, back then, so the camera they, work was just, um, yeah. It wasn't even really considered that much in video games. It, it wasn't until probably the last 15 years when creators started realizing. Um, actually, the first Metal Gears, the first video game I witnessed where they were like, let's just take inspiration from movies. Let's just act like we're filming it. We're in control of what we're seeing. Yeah. And and let's make it more cinematic. Um, and seven. So four is probably the most popular. Cause it's a lot of fun. And then five and six, man, I don't know what happened there. I like five a lot because Did you? I, I do because it was a good co-op game. And I, I okay. if it's a good co-op game, you know, I don't care what it is. As long as I'm having fun with somebody else. <laughs> and this one was a great one. The story, however, whatever. I <laughs> didn't like it as much. But five five is a good game. <laughs> Replay value, yes. Six, on the other hand. Okay. Five and six feel like an action movie. They go away from the horror. Yeah, there's yeah. crazy monsters, chainsaws and stuff, but like it wasn't scary at all. It was just a Fast and the Furious Resident Evil game. If yeah. that makes sense. What? Like, it just, yeah, they would I... bring in everybody from the series, and you're like, oh, I remember him. Oh, I remember her. But who cares? It was just action packed cinematics. Like, yeah, it was entertaining, but like, this is Resident Evil. Like, I'm not scared. It's not doing its job. Yeah. What I feel like the cool things about the original Resident Evil games is that it was a it was a a Japanese uh, horror take on on old school American horror. By old school, I kind of mean like seventies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it worked. It really worked. Then all of a sudden, somebody watched a Michael Bay movie, and five and six came out in this hardcore, ridiculous action-based game, which is fine. Like, action games are great and fun. Like, but that's not what I want from a horror game. I want suspense. I want tension. I want yes. terror. Uh, uh, speaking of Michael Bay and my birthday, we have a new shirt. We do. Is it done? It's done, and it's we're releasing it. On the drop of this episode, uh, speaking of Michael Bay, we have a shirt and our 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 amazing love for Saw, folks. We got a brand new shirt. Uh, the front of it says, "You've seen it, Stephen." What's the front of it say? Fuck Saw. That, that's what it says. That's all it says. <laughs> and on the back of it, it says, "And Michael Bay too." So support your kings. Hit us up, <laughs> kingsofkill.com shop. My birthday shirt's now available exclusively on our online store. Uh, we're going to get in so much shit for making that shirt. I cannot wait <laughs> for hate mail galore. I hope Michael Bay contacts me. I, For his own sanity, I, I hope he does not contact you. He will have no mercy. I want to talk to man. him about some things. What, what goes on in that? Idea. Yes. <laughs> Just outside. Yeah. <laughs> Come out in back, the, Michael Bay. In the bar. Um, <laughs> Anyways. All right. I remember. Yes. Back uh, on track a little bit. Not on yeah. seven, but how five and six weren't scary. I remember back in the day, 
renting a PlayStation from all the best because I was against PlayStation, but I wanted to play the games, so I rented them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it with a couple of my friends, and we we rented Resident Evil. We didn't know, we didn't have a clue what this game was. So we stay up past, we're supposed to, parents are in bed, I stay over at their house. We pop this Resident Evil game in. We all had nightmares. We just, yeah. we walked, um, it's like creeping through a hallway, and then you find your first zombie, and you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is crazy. And he does that yeah. cinematic, and he turns around slowly as he's eating somebody. The slow turn. And yeah. I never got that feeling from a Resident Evil game or almost any game until I probably played Resident Evil 7. It brought back yeah. me being scared while playing video games. Yeah, I haven't had I haven't I haven't felt fear in a game since I know that the exact slow turn you're talking about and that slow turn adds the tension so much that claustrophobia that nails on the chalkboard it's what found footage does to me. Good found footage when that when you have to wait for the camera to pan and focus mm-hmm. is so anxiety. Oh, it 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 gets your hairs to stand on end, and I love it. Yeah, seven made me feel like that. So did Outlast. I was, I was like gonna say, too. don't get me wrong. There are other scary games that also scared me, like Alien Isolation. Yeah, Outlast. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, yeah. but Resident Evil Seven like brought me back. Like I was. Gripping my controller more than almost any game I've played in a long, long time. It made me really yeah, I... fall in love with the game again. And it was weird because they they put it in first person. And it's mm-hmm. not over your shoulder. It's not the weird camera that's, you know, on Big Brother or, some, you know, whatever. On some corner of the house. Fucking cameras, man. Yeah. It pisses me off. Anyways. <laughs> no, it takes the series to first person, and that made it scarier mm-hmm. because it's in your fucking face. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, and, and we're 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 different gamers too. Like we both really love video games. Um, uh, I'm more of a casual gamer that really enjoys a cinematic experience. Like I mentioned, the first Metal Gear. Absolutely love that game. I heard the remake and I can't wait to play it because what I want to be rewarded with cinematics. You, on the other hand, you love um, uh, you love party plays. You know, you love you love playing on the online. Um, you like you like trying your talents against other really. I need skilled, a challenge, uh, gamer. I need it on the yeah, hardest difficulty, see, I, and I know you against do. another human. Yeah. So we'll uh, speaking of hard difficulties. This game has a doozy of a hard difficulty. Um, But uh, before we get into that, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Folks, we'll be right back. Folks, thank you so much for listening. We here at the King's Kill podcast know that the Kings wouldn't be anything without you, our killer fans. To show appreciation and say thanks, we're offering free shipping for the rest of January at our online store at kingsofkill.com. There, you'll find unique, one-of-a-kind merch like our brand new Fucksaw t-shirt. Make sure you also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Links easily available at kingsofkill.com. Make sure to get your questions in for the upcoming Q&A 
episode of the Kings of Kill podcast. And if you're able to spare a few pennies, please head on down to the bottom of the landing page at kingsofkill.com. There you can become an official donator and supporter of the Kings of Kill. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. And we're back, and we're talking about Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, and we just mentioned difficulty levels. Um, if I remember right, this game has three difficulty levels, two of which are available to be with, like, easy and normal, right? After you beat the game, then you get... Easy, normal, and hard. Normal and hard, that's what it is, sorry. And then after you, you, you complete the game, a new level unlocks called madhouse did you play madhouse man so <laughs> i'm an achievement hunter i need yeah, you their trophies if you're on playstation yeah. but i'm on xbox so achievements so there's different ways to do this i of course every new game every game that i'm playing for the first time hardest difficulty get me to there i put it on there don't even know about the game let's do it i beat the game and then realize, shit, there's a harder difficulty. That was already <laughs> kind of hard. Yeah. So I did do it. But I was reading after I beat the playthrough twice, the best way to do it for all the achievements or trophies is to play it on easy like twice and then play it on the hardest difficulty. Now, the hardest difficulty isn't too hard because when you you have to unlock it when you beat the game, obviously. Once mm-hmm. you beat the game, you get Albert Wester's revolver or hand cannon. Yeah. yeah. So it makes the game way easier. So it's not terribly hard. But yeah, what I, it is fucking I, hard because you can't find any goddamn ammo. <laughs> yeah. So I usually I, I'm usually not a quest like you. I'm not I'm not there to get um, all the achievements, all the bonus things. I, I want a, a, a thorough experience of the story. That's that, that's what I want. I want to be immersed like it was a yeah. movie that I'm in. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. I want from the game. I actually played the Madhouse difficulty, and I loved it because it wasn't incredibly hard, but it was more challenging because you had to like be very careful and cautious about your saves, about your inventory, about like you can't just mag dump. You have to be very careful about about your ammo. You have to decide what what weapon are you going to use for each character. You got to get creative. Who am I going to actually engage with in a fight? Who can I avoid? Uh, it just made it more cerebral. So I thought that was a really clever yes. of, of a and hard like, level. The first playthrough, like yeah, I'm not really hunting for achievements. You know, like I'm I'm playing through the game. I'm not gonna. Right. Look up a guide or look at the achievements and be like, oh, I have right. to do this. I have to save my ammo. But um, the second playthrough is when I was like, this is the hardest difficulty. Let's do this. I'm going to get everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's, uh, for those of you unfamiliar with uh, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, uh, let's do a quick synopsis of this. So uh, you play as Ethan Winters who gets a random email from his girlfriend or wife, uh, Mia, who's been presumed dead, missing for three years, um, who went on some babysitting gig, disappeared off the face of the planet. We Everyone just assumes she was dead. I'm assuming Ethan's trying to move on. He gets an email from his wife, Mia, telling 
him to go find her. And then at the same email saying, stay away. Don't come get me. I'm already confused, but you know, it's, it's his wife. So that's probably typical, (laughs) you know, uh, do this. Don't do this. Oh, sure. Honey. Yeah. So he gets, so of course he's got to go find her. Um, And so the game starts off uh, right away um, in this glorious shot of you in this sweet classic ride driving in Louisiana through the bayou, through the wetlands, um, up to this run-down, swamp-infested Baker family farm, which is where Mia supposedly is, right? Yeah, and I'm already scared. Yeah, it feels it feels just like Evil Dead, does it not? Yeah, and it's beautiful. Oh, gorgeous. And this came out in 17, and it looks like it yeah. came out and last it's, year. It's I mean, finally really. a Resident Evil game that was like, modern because all the ones that come out are like four years ago or you know a yeah. couple years back but this one's came out in 17 it's 2017 yeah um and so you're you're traversing the baker estate it's already creepy there's there's dead carcass all over the place there's this rundown van that looks like it's a looks like it's a news van you know the production truck he discovers you see you see hints of jack baker um, um, walking through, and then you finally find this dilapidated house. In front of the house, you find Mia's ID that's been burned to a crisp, right? And so you enter this house, and then what happens? Well, you just get grabbed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 really cool. So you find out uh, that um, you find out that Mia's alive, right? She's She's in the house, but she's lost her goddamn mind, right? She's hell-bent on kicking your ass. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. You, like, you find Mia. I forgot about that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I forgot. You you find her in, like, what, a basement or something? Yes, this decrepit, uh, sunken basement. Now, here's a fun fact. When you go to the bayou, you're not going to find houses with basements uh, because it's swampland. It's marsh. Everything's flooded. You literally could not... To make a basement would be a crazy structural achievement. Like basements don't exist in the bayou for a reason because you live in water. There are no basements, but oh well. What, yeah, what do you do? Um, uh, you traverse this this basement, which is somehow made into a prison cell. You find Mia. She's batshit crazy. She's lost her shit. You're navigating through back to this decrepit, broken down. Uh, hillbilly mansion pretty much and Mia beats the shit out of you she loses her mind stabs you with a screwdriver stabs you with a knife and cuts your goddamn hand off with a chainsaw that's the start of the game with a chainsaw yeah oh man yeah you get that call that's do you want me to help you and Ethan's like I don't know man and then all of a sudden he's just like whomp there goes your hand (laughs) yeah uh, uh, Zoe's another character. She's uh, related to the family of, of the Bakers, which is the farm, the estate they're at, um, who's just trying to help you out. And it was nothing makes sense. So you have to, you literally find a thistle and you have to off your so-called wife is literally trying to cut your head off. Um, you, you finally do so. Now you're trying to get out of the place. And this is where you meet Jack Baker. 
the patriarch, the big daddy, right, who uh, grabs you by the shoulder and punches you in the mouth <laughs> so hard you collapse immediately. Oh, he leather faces, opens the door, and hammer drops you pretty much. He just comes yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny you mentioned Leatherface because this this movie was or this movie <laughs> this game uh, was written by Richard uh, Piercy, who was the first U.S. writer to ever work on a Resident Evil game, and he he admits to basically straight up stealing uh, from uh, Evil Dead and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it was a great call because you feel it. Oh, this. this whole next scene we're about to talk about is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and you immediately connect that like it does such a good job like you're not even guessing like you're like oh shit i'm in texas chance this is texas this is texas chainsaw yeah it's totally right you you come to and you're tied to a chair you're in their decrepit dilapidated kitchen um and there's a smorgasbord of intestines and human flesh on the table to your left is grammy who's an invalid he can she can barely move right She's she's stuck to a, a wheelchair and she looks like death ran over. Then you see Lucas, who is a psychotic little bastard of their son. <laughs> then at the head of the table, what's that? I hate him. I hate yeah. Lucas is a, is is an asshole. Um, then you see the patriarch across the table, uh, Jack. Next to him is his wife Marguerite, who is screaming, upset that I'm not as I'm tied to a chair, inhaling human intestines. Uh, and and the look of it, it just reminded me of that final scene from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, it was beautifully done. Yeah, it has the instead of the old man, it has the old woman in the wheelchair. There's a dinner. It's everything. Also, Zoe yeah. reattaches your hand. <laughs> yes. So here's the weirdest thing about uh, about this. So uh, at the dinner table, Jack Baker cuts off his son Lucas's hand for being an asshole not even bothered by it. We get force-fed intestines by a knife in our mouth. Um, and our lost, severed limb just gets reattached, no problem. It, it, and here's the weird... Here's the so, It's a video game, folks. Here's the explanation for that. So there was... We mentioned there was a storm in this. So, so before the game took place, there was a, a ship that was carrying um, a biological weapon. Uh, called Series E. Series E was a project that allowed a, a, a lab rat of a little girl named Evelyn um, some weird abilities to create this the so-called metamycete fungus. And she can she basically excretes it. She vomits it up. And what this does is it infects you, really infects your brain. It gives her telepathic abilities. It gives her mind control abilities. It makes you almost into a zombie-like superhuman where you can regrow limbs, you can regenerate yourself, you become freak strong, but it's under her control and her weird guys, her dream is, is she wants to establish this weird family, except she's barely human, hell-bent on evil, you know? Yeah, almost uh, like the Silent Hill movie, The Little Girl. Yeah, I mean, this is they borrow a lot from Silent Hill, which is kind of risque because that's probably their number one competitor. Yeah, you that's know? the rival. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you got to they, they, they took it from the movie. The, the movie didn't 
really rip off the games. The second movie, yeah, but that was a horrible piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but the first oh, game or you know, first movie, yeah, it's this little girl is pretty much the same thing as in that movie. Everything you explained, yeah, I was just yeah. thinking that I was like, huh, because I just watched that movie last night. <laughs> yeah, so every time I break down scenes of this of of this game, like as as prep, because believe it or not, guys, I have twenty pages. Of, of notes in front of me uh steven i know you have you have a ton we do hours of prep work just to put into the show and we only get to I like know, one page we we get to nothing because by the time we even get started with 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 segues and bullshit and rants that we get on it's it's already been our time but uh but just, but we do do our due diligence we work hard for you guys we want you to know that um so yeah back to the game um you're trying to so here, here's something funny. It's so, fucking terrifying. Yeah, so why would you not why would your first intention not to be just to get the fuck out of there? You've already found your wife and she's nuts. And you she killed gone, her. And you just offered. her. <laughs> like what you'd be so traumatized by this. Your hand I, is I don't gone even know. and then it reappears and yeah. are attached. Yeah. But so what happens is is dinner's over. There's a fight. They disperse and start doing their own things. You break out of the table. Um, you just kind of rip the table up, and the 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 grandma's just staring at you like you're the freak. And um, you start running around. We start trying to escape, right? Um, and uh, is it then then we meet the cop investigating, or is that no? Why you, you gotta like back? Uh, Jack tries to attack you. And you can tell that he's like, has, oh man, he has like powerful regenerative regenerative abilities because, yeah. uh, yeah, you're, you're, I don't know, I don't think you have like a knife or something, and you're like trying to hurt him, or like you could push down things, you know, to slow him down. Nothing seems to stop this jack off. And then he, <laughs> that's when you, you like run into, the garage pretty much yeah so so yeah, jack is chasing you down he's breaking through walls he's toying with you too he's walking slow michael myers says because he knows he doesn't got to hustle to get your ass he's taking his time taunting you saying terrible things to you you're running around frantically trying to solve this puzzle of how to escape these small rooms these claustrophobic cramped rotten rooms um yeah obviously jack is is pretty much superhuman at this point he's regenerating and then you finally escape from him for a second, and a cop is shining in through the window, and you're trying to like get, get his attention. And he's like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm trapped. Please help me. And he's like, uh, oh, meet me in the garage. And you're like, what? I'm going to die. <laughs> Please help me. And he's like, I don't know what to tell you. And, for, and I think Ethan's like, our character says, give me your gun. And the cop's obviously like, no, that's not going to happen, stranger. So he hands him a buck knife, and you're like, one, I can't imagine a cop ever oh, yeah. handing you, That's when you get a weapon. Knife. I can't imagine a cop ever handing you a weapon nonchalantly. Yeah, just take this. I'm not worried. Or I can't imagine <laughs> a cop seeing a stranger in the house doesn't belong in the house saying, please help me. I'm going to get killed. And he's like, cool, meet me in the garage. <laughs> what? Yeah. And then so you get your first weapon of the game which is a buck knife. And usually in like a horror survival game, you'd be excited, but you just saw Jack 
whip your ass, break through doors and take severe punishment and laugh about it. So you don't really feel that good. So then you head out to the garage and you see the cop and he's walking towards you and he gets his head split in two with a damn spade. Oh, best kill already in the game for me. That's my favorite kill. Shovel, he's talking to you. Shovel like, to the back no, of dude, the dude, you're dome. crazy. And then you're, Ethan's like, no, I'm not, dude. And then, <laughs> like, you see Jack behind him, the garage door shut. And then the guy's like, why are you shutting that? Are you, sh- are you doing that? And he's like, no. And then you just see the shovel right in his head. And it splits it. And then he just lifts it up. And then it just perfectly, I don't know, probably the best graphical, like, death and gore in almost a lot of the video almost in any game it was so good it was like realistic yeah and the it food on the table looked it okay definitely to deserves. Eat, but it wasn't because it was intestines yeah. <laughs> yeah that was that definitely deserved king of the kill probably the best probably the best kill in in, in the whole game um and and so then you pick up the cop's pistol you unload you mag dump into jack he's fine Nothing. And he's got gaping wounds in him, regenerating. He's laughing at you with freak strength. You finally get into this weird fight with him. He's trying to run your ass over in the garage with your own car. It's just, it's, it's, it's a hell of a lot of fun. It's completely insane. Eventually, the car crashes. Everything catches fire. Jack burns with a smile on his face. And you escape and start exploring more of the house. At least you have a pistol, you have a knife, and you're away from Jack for the time being. Man, and this is, this is the first half hour 40 minutes of the game yeah. no it it's already like so intense <laughs> yeah yeah i remember you said you were gripping your controller i remember my my controller being like sweaty you yeah. know what i mean like just from me just i'm hunched over i'm into it i never got a chance to play this on vr but this i've heard great things about the vr experience on this game um i don't remember if i, I don't think i tried it I I tried the Silent Hill PT one, I think. Or no, it wasn't that. It was well, like Outlast. Something really scary. Yeah, yeah. It was terrifying. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so then, so then uh, so Ethan's escaped to the rest of the house. He's exploring more of the mansion. Um, and kind of like the original Resident Evils, most of this game takes place um, on one for the most part, one location, at least for now. Um, and you get to learn more about these characters. Like, for example, Lucas, the son, sets up all these, like, saw-like booby traps. Speaking of saw, don't forget, kingskill.com. <laughs> Go check out my birthday shirt. <laughs> Fuck saw. <laughs> shameless, nice. shameless plug. Uh, but yeah, Ethan sets up all these booby traps, which... So there, there's puzzles in a lot of horror games, especially Resident Evil and Silent Hill. Resident Evil is probably the top The puzzles in this... In, I would think. Yeah, but the puzzles in this one didn't quite it, make sense. Like, this I figured one was too out. simple to me. Uh, not just this one. The whole yeah. game. The puzzle system just wasn't there. Yeah. Like, like the shadow puzzle? Yeah, there's like a few... There wasn't that many puzzles, which kind of was like, yeah. But like, you think in Resident Evil 2, like... Well, I got the shield. Where do I place it? Like on the wall? Like you have to place it on this door with the sword that you find later in the game. 
with the key and then you got to get the red coin there's a lot to it yeah <laughs> yeah there's a lot to it this one does but not as much and it's way easier it's a bit it's a bit watered down but that's okay because there's enough horrific action to keep you exactly going. one thing i liked about this is is the the villains keep coming back and instead of getting pissed that like hey i just defeated you in a boss fight you're kind of like okay i'm gonna whip your ass again you know, it's 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 a it's a positive gamer frustration. Yes, Does that makes sense. And the way you take on each boss is just like the other games, like Mister X and Resident Evil Two or Nemesis. You just pop shots and run. Yeah, don't try to defeat yeah. them because you'll fucking lose and lose all your ammo. You pop yes. shots and get away. You're under all you have to do. Yeah, stick and move. One cool thing when you when you meet Jack again, who's rejuvenated to just just fine, except bigger and more like meaty and like bloody is it's pretty much a death cage match. You're locked in with them. And he picks these crazy giant oh, yeah, the barn fight and comes, comes after you. And so what do you do? Speaking of chainsaws, you get another chainsaw and he even says groovy yep. as props <laughs> yeah. to evil dead. Yeah. And there's so like bodies good. hanging down in this barn. Some of it's on fire, I think. Creepy, yeah, which makes it even harder. And that was that boss fight. I remember taking a long time for me. I ended up finding out the the sweet spot where to go and everything. I don't really want to reveal. Yeah, when he's hunched down, you've got to. Yeah, well, it's. I mean, it's it's been a while. Actually, no, check it out. I think the games you can get the game for like twenty bucks now. We we won't spoil it too much, although these are spoilers. But it's more fun to play the game and find out how to beat these guys because once you do, it's got to do with that chainsaw. And damn, it pays yeah. off, yeah. let me tell you. Um, but And then we got another sweet boss fight, which which just creeped me out so bad with Marguerite. But before we get into that, folks, we'll oh. be right back. Folks, thank you so much for listening. We here at the Kings Kill Podcast know that the Kings wouldn't be anything without you, our killer fans. To show appreciation and say thanks, we're offering free shipping for the rest of January at our online store at kingsofkill.com. There, you'll find unique, one-of-a-kind merch like our brand new Fucksaw t-shirt. Make sure you also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Links easily available at kingsofkill.com. Make sure to get your questions in for the upcoming Q&A episode of the Kings of Kill podcast. And if you're able to spare a few pennies, please Head on down to the bottom of the landing page at kingsofkill.com. There, you can become an official donator and supporter of the Kings of Kill. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. All right, and we're back. And we were talking about the Marguerite boss fight. Marguerite is the wife of Jack. You've already defeated Jack twice, and you find Marguerite again in what they call the old house, which is like just an older part of the plantation that they're on, you know, and Marguerite's changed a little bit <laughs> since last time we saw her. Most terrifying thing I've ever seen. My this gosh. Is when I wore several pants. I shit so much. <laughs> <laughs> By far the scariest moment in the whole entire game. Also, yeah. we should also mention you're not just running from the family. There are things called molded that come out of the goddamn ceilings and yes. the 
the walls and all these things that came from the virus taking over this house. So there's like this black mold and you're creeping through it. And then all of a sudden they just reach out. And some of the hardest things to kill in the game, to be honest, like you have to four hours to get the best weapon to do your second playthrough, which is, you know, chainsaw, a better the, chainsaw. The buzzsaw. Yeah. The, uh, the, the circle saw. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, this, um, they're, they're, you know, I guess lovingly <laughs> called the molded and Evelyn, this, this child creature from th- this, this series E bio weapon, uh, when she secretes this, uh, mitomycete fungus, um, not only does it start infecting you, but she can just basically like spew up a bunch of this mold, like, and you, like how much can a little girl throw up? Well, a room full of this shit in one go. And from this, you get these monsters, different monsters. Some are big, fat, the bloated that are just big, fat and vomit acid at you. Some are just these giant, slow moving Frankenstein tooth fanged, clawed monsters. And some are these spider things that just leap at you. Each one have different hitboxes. Each one have different rhythms and patterns. And I don't remember a more white knuckle experience in a game besides probably alien isolation or outlast then i going down lot. to the basement then going down to the basement yeah when, when you, everything's you have to like covered retrace your steps because you got the oh. key finally to go open this fucking door just to have yeah. a shortcut so you can go through the house or easier yeah it's, now i know what you're talking about and there's also insects those swarms of moths or whatever that come at you and you have to knife them you know, those moths but uh yeah Fuck it's that. just it's just oogly. Ugh. And then speaking of insects, so there's a scene in here where you're trying to like like traverse this really narrow corridor and you get a bunch of uh, millipedes all over the place. Oh. Uh, oddly enough, those aren't from the bayou at all. Those, those are uh, Japanese millipedes. Um, and they put them in the game because they're massive. <laughs> <laughs> Worked for me. I wouldn't know any better. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of enemies in this game. You're not only, like like Steven said, you're not running from the family. You're running from everything. And you can't trust anything because this molded can come out of anywhere. So what you might think is a shadow is not. It's a giant thing of mold, and out of it, nasty stuff is coming at you. There's a... Yeah, there isn't, like, a single room, almost, that doesn't have a puzzle or an enemy inside of it. And then when you come back, because there's a lot of, like, two steps forward... One step back, you got to retrace your steps yeah, to like solve puzzles. A lot. Things. Um, every time you enter a room, some other asshole is there that you have to get past or kill. Yeah, they, re- they regenerate after a while. Yeah. And the thing that was different in this game than the other ones, the safe rooms aren't fucking safe anymore. Like you got the typewriter to save your game. And in this one, you can go in there and they still follow you in there and kill you. In the other older games, it was like it was safe. You're like you know it was actually called a safe room. This one's the no room. Like there's no room. I think you have to shut yeah, I remember there used to be glitches, right, in the old Resident Evil. Like if you're in a safe room or rooms hidden about where you're allowed to save your progress and you gotta get to this room in time, otherwise your ass is grass. Yeah. And, and this one the old ones, you actually have, have to, to shut the door. Yeah, if the door's and they not would have shut. Loading screens. 
But yeah. this one, no. Let's throw it all out of the fucking door. Yeah. And on Madhouse, you even have to like, you have to like collect tapes to save. So you only can save a few times in the whole game anyway. Um, so back to the fight with Marguerite that, as you so elegantly oh, said, yeah. made you shit yourself. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, so Marguerite's changed a bit, right? She's never been the nicest lady. And in, in this scene's hilarious because before the fight, uh, the dubbing in this in this is is done pretty well. The dialogue isn't amazing, but I mean the motion capture for it, the lip movement is all done pretty good. Except for this one scene where Marguerite tells you to get the fuck out, and her she doesn't even like move or make an expression. She just pops into a door. You hear this loud yell, and it shuts. It's some weird glitch that's inside the game. Do a playthrough. <laughs> Um, like I said, the game's 20 bucks. It's it's super funny. It takes you out of the whole game. But then you're in this fight with Marguerite in a greenhouse and or some type of something like that. There's giant bugs all around that there's giant spiders that will bite you. Uh, there's uh, giant like wasps. There's giant mosquitoes that will bite you. And then the scariest thing is going to bite you is Marguerite, who now has very long appendages and well, how do we put this? Uh, I don't her know. Her vagina is now a giant beehive. Ugh. Yeah, that that's the weird part. Uh. That's it's the weird so, part. It's so disturbing. Like a giant wasp nest of pain and misery. And there are bugs being emitted from it as she's crawling around like a giant like Pennywise spider. Oh, it's, it's just so disturbing. Long ass arms and like it's yeah. so creepy. Ugh. Just the part where you're walking up the stairs all slowly and you don't hear, anything, and then all of a sudden she just bursts through the the. So, it's you know that scene in the new uh, reboot of it when they're in the garage yeah. and they're watching the projection yep. and it comes out and it's all huge and stuff and yes, the camera looks yes. all weird. That's what this reminded yeah. me of. It was so well done. But back yeah. then, because that didn't exist yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, both those elements are just so well done. Uh, uh, it's, oof, it's it's so creepy. It's definitely, definitely worth a playthrough. Um, and then uh, Ethan's traps that you have to get through. There's numerous traps you have and puzzles you have to solve. Because he's Luke. just like, yeah, Lucas, sorry. Ethan's the protagonist, of course. Um, uh all these traps from Lucas and there's, there's no real winning. He's already killed multiple people. You find these videotapes in the game um, where Lucas has recorded uh, how these traps and how many people they've killed already. Uh, it's, oh. And what's funny about these videotapes is that those are actually embedded videos. So it's not actually part of the game when you're plugging a videotape to like get a clue about how to solve a puzzle or see one of Lucas's sick fantasies. You're actually watching an actual video being played inside the disc isn't that weird yeah and, and some of you like the happy yeah, birthday you, one it's it's yeah. basically you're playing saw in a couple of them like it, it's really weird um steven did you just say saw the fuck saw don't we That's have a so shirt weird like because we have we have a fuck saw t-shirt on our website <laughs> kings of kill.com god damn <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh shit! Uh, 
Yeah, th- this this game is is incredible. So then a- after defeating, oh, then we meet Jack again, right? The third time. And he is massive. He's a classic resi boss at this point, right? He is this massive black molded like twisted octopus monster he's like three stories tall he's smashing you you gotta shoot out his eyeballs and yeah i get like you're it's the classic glowing target thing that like is is kind of from yesteryear from video games i didn't mind it though it's this is a classic resident evil boss to me yeah it obviously you obviously know where the weakness point is and yeah not too hard but i mean if you have the hand cannon it's over (laughs) Yeah. Shots. So then, you defeat, you defeat uh, uh, him, and you just dis- you discover that there's from the ship that crashed, they had full a full lab there in Waster Shore. Are these small vials? These uh, are these syringes of serum that can cure this mold. It can get rid of your brain, and it can bring you back to normal. Then you meet, you find out Mia's still alive because you know she's infected with this fungus. Metamycete stuff, so she can regenerate. Even though you basically chopped her head off and shot her up, um, just like Jack keeps coming back. Yeah, all these ones keep coming back because they can regenerate themselves. Uh, uh, which bugs a shit out of me because clearly, Ethan, you, the protagonist, you're infected, right? Because you keep getting you keep getting killed, and with just a quick serum splash, you're fine. So obviously, you're infected, right? Yes. And obviously, you're starting to see Evelyn, which means you're starting to hallucinate, which is stage one of the infection. So everyone's infected, good or bad. Anyways, doesn't matter. So you then you then meet uh, Mia, right, who's still alive, and you meet Zoe, who's been helping you via via telephone this whole time. And you have to make a decision: who you're going to save, Mia or Zoe. And the, the, the effect actually determines the outcome of the game. And I love stipulations like that in video games. Yeah. I love choose games. Choose your own ending. Where it's like, yeah, like those, like, like, do you remember the, the choose your own ending books? There were always a horror book and you had to like decide if you're going to live or die, go those to page the, 85 and turn dude, to page 237. Loved them. Did Goosebumps do some of those? They, R.L. Stein did. I don't think it was a Goosebumps book, but R.L. Stein, Stein the, the author of Goosebumps, did do a series, and I, I ate them all up. They were delightful. Those were fun. Yeah. And this brings it back. I mean, there's a lot of games. Whoa. Almost every game has a, a choose-your-own-ending kind of thing nowadays. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the gameplay isn't going to change that much. So you, you, you pick a person to save. You're trying to go get this serum right for them because if you defeat one of these baddies – the mold calcifies and they crumbled a bit like stone, like kind of like a Medusa kind of thing. Um, and, and after so long, it's kind of inevitable. You're going to become full molded. You'll just become a molded. You'll become a monster or, um, or you'll calcify if you get injured too much. That's what happens when you're infected by, by this E series, Evelyn, her fungus, her metamycete poison. But if you can do it in time, you can pretty much go back to normal. So, you hop on a little boat and you start headed towards the crash ship, the crash in the hurricane. Wait, wait, wait. Now this is what who'd you save first? Um I I wanted to save Zoe, and here's why. Because if I'm Ethan Winters and I'm trying to save Mia, that means that my goddamn wife lied to me, was not in a babysitting job, and instead was working for an evil company that was raising a bioweapon little girl to destroy the world 
That's what she was doing. I don't know if we mentioned this, but Mia is this covert op chick who's supposed to babysit Evelyn to make sure she doesn't go out of control and kill people. One, she failed. Two, she lied. Three, fuck Mia. <laughs> I'm over. Well, it. if I knew that, I wouldn't have saved her because I say, I mean, I did both, obviously, because I did a couple of playthroughs, too. but the first time I chose Mia because I was like, well, it's my fucking wife, dude. Yeah, I this this is yeah the first playthrough I chose Zoe because Zoe's been helping me the whole time, and Mia literally tried to kill me, and <laughs> and completely lied to me about uh, you hold grudges about going away for a babysitting job. Gotta forgive. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, are you are are your therapy sessions available? Should I should I plug in some time on the website for you? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> you just slowly lower your glasses uh, yeah so uh it really doesn't matter it doesn't affect the gameplay so much for the rest of it because this to me this next part i wasn't so we get to this rundown ship uh we somehow wind up there and now we're playing as mia right right and uh and then you 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 enact, you see when you sent the original email saying, hey, stay away, but come, all that stuff. And now I guess, you know, and it's not really Mia's fault. She did lie. She did work for a terrible company, hell-bent on destroying the world. But she was under this mind control of this, this creature, Evelyn, right, who just looks like a little girl, but she is just an evil little bitch is what she is. Um, and you're on this ship that's run down and decrepit, full of mold, and you're trying to find this this serum. Now, this is where the game slows slowed down for me. I don't know if it was because the levels all looked the same and got a little confusing, or if it was just... I hate it when you get invested in a character, they sweep that from under your feet, and, like, here's another character that's not going to be as cool. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why, why are we doing this, you know? It was pretty stupid. But what yeah. are you going to do? But, I mean, it's... Yeah, so you lose all your weapons, but you do get a machine gun. And the funny thing about a Resident Evil game is that machine guns suck. What is it about Resident Evil where machine guns are like the worst weapon? Dude, I have no idea. Every Resident Evil game, they all suck. Yeah, we all get one, and we're always excited to get one, and they all blow. It's it's worse than the buck knife we got. No, it actually is. And the rifle's hard to use, but it's always the most overpowered thing. It's so hard to aim, though. It just takes so much time. Yeah. yeah. We got to upgrade it. Yeah. But uh, so then we finally get past the ship and and we return and we and, and then we re realize that that Evelyn is kind of a sad story. She uh, a side effect of this because she's just a project. She's a lab rat. You know, she never asked for this. Um, so she has all these powers. She doesn't really have a family. She's obsessed with building a family. And. Uh, uh, and she messes people's heads, making them pretend to be mommy and daddy and this stuff. And when she gets pissed at them, she kills them or turns them into a monster. She has them kill people for her. You know, she's she's become a monster because of this this evil empire that that, that created her. And so it's 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 kind of bummed. So now now our our big baddie has motive, and we have a little more insight to what's going on. Your return is Ethan, and this is where the game kicks into awesome mode because all of a sudden. You have access. You have these like storage containers um, all throughout the, the properties where you can like store ammo, bits and pieces of weapons, all this stuff. You get back 
you know where the uh, you know where the serum is. It's in the mines. It's in these tunnels. You know it's going to be infested with molded, but you get to gear the fuck up. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get you get your uh, you get your big you get your big magnum, which is for some reason the coolest gun all the time in Resident Evil, which is so funny. You get your magnum, you get your shoddy, which is probably the best weapon in the game. Um, you get tons of like these these super powerful bullets and shot shells that are that have all these strange you know video game powers to them and you start walking faster like you're able to actually sprint now and move and the game just switches to awesome mode it's now an arcade game and it's it, it's amazing because it's just fun you just get to shoot the shit out of these monsters yeah like one shot them with the bioweapon pistol yeah the one shot the one shot head count so now we get so now we're pretty much at the end of the game and uh, and the final boss is when you discover the big plot twist, right? Dun, dun, dun. But before we get into that plot twist, we'll be right back. Folks, thank you so much for listening. We here at the Kings Kill podcast know that the Kings wouldn't be anything without you, our killer fans. To show appreciation and say thanks, we're offering free shipping for the rest of January at our online store at kingsofkill.com. There, you'll find unique, one-of-a-kind merch like our brand new Fucksaw t-shirt. Make sure you also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Links easily available at kingsofkill.com. Make sure to get your questions in for the upcoming Q&A episode of the Kings of Kill podcast. And if you're able to spare a few pennies, please Head on down to the bottom of the landing page at kingsofkill.com. There, you can become an official donator and supporter of the Kings of Kill. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. And this is the Kings of Kill podcast. All right. And we're back, and we finally got to the end of the game. We're about to, to get to the final boss. And the plot twist we mentioned is that the the big series, the big side effect of Evelyn, who is this E-series mastermind, this this bioweapon witch, right? Well, the big side effect of this is that she ages rapidly. I mean, extremely rapidly. And we discover that, remember that granny that's just been chilling? And you know what was funny? That she just keeps popping up all over the house, and I never thought... Two thoughts about why this creepy old lady is in a wheelchair is all over. Yeah, she just reverts to her other form, which is that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's the grandma is Evelyn. She is this old decrepit invalid, even though she's a child, and she's very powerful. She's controlling this whole family. Whipping out the bakers are actually just just a simple kind family. Um, the in in a DLC, we find out that Jack Baker is is, is an ex former Marine who just has a farm and just has a simple happy family. But when Evelyn washed ashore, she wrecked the ship during a hurricane. Um, washed ashore, kidnapped Mia, and brainwashed this whole family and turned them into these like cannibalistic zombie superhuman monsters. Um, so it's kind of, yeah, it's it's kind of sad. I think the best horror twist to me. Are sad twists like, like in yeah. uh, like in Sixth Sense, you know, innocent twists hold hold on my heartstrings, you know. No, definitely. 
So, so this is the old lady, and she says, and, and you're going to offer because obviously you're pissed, and she's she's a terrible, terrible thing. Um, and uh, uh, you you inject you inject Mia. You attempt to save Zoe. Uh, that's more downloadable conduct, more DLCs there. Um, and you get to Evelyn, who we now see her true form. And Jesus, man, it is a form. <laughs> it's it's like the biggest monster. It's like a Godzilla-sized monster. Yeah, I don't think there's been a monster this big in Resident Evil. Maybe, but I don't think so. It's fucking huge. It's, it's the size of the whole place you were just in. Yeah, it's absolutely massive. It's creepy. It's crawly. It's got. It's it's just. It's it's a full rendition of the terror that a molded could possibly be. And she is going to beat the shit out of you. And you see a chopper overhead, right? Very cliche, but a chopper overhead down throws this giant, this oversized pistol, you know, um, a classic Resident Evil trope. And you get this like macho voice from the chopper, very Arnold style screaming, telling you to use it. And you do. And you unload this crazy bioweapon on this monstrous bioweapon. And uh, the last boss fight was... When I played for the first time, I was so, like, holy shit, jaw-dropped and pressed, I didn't realize how easy the actual fight was. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, probably the easiest part in the entire game. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I but wasn't let point, down. just like, let's get it over with. Let's, let's, I'm done with this horror movie. Yeah, you're exhausted is what you are. So the game is only takes, it took me like 12 or 14 hours to play through it. Um, It took some people like as little as eight. Um, uh, But again, I'm looking at like nooks and crannies and stuff. Um, Yeah, it's it's probably like a a smooth eight-ish. And like I said, some of the stuff you unlock, you have to beat the game in under four hours, which in all the Resident Evil games, they have something like that. Like in five, beat it under five or six hours or four hours. I I've say. never four. I've you got to be able to do it that fast. Yeah, it it usually takes one or two playthroughs. So yeah, because every time you beat the game, you keep your leveled weapons. Yeah, and everything. Yeah. So it's like easier like you could just mow through everything like you have the high upgraded shotgun you have the hand cannon you know so you just walk through everything beat in four hours yeah yeah this this one was a little longer but almost for me it was more trial and error i had more in this game probably in any resident evil because either i was like too amazed on what's happening like holy shit this thing's coming at me uh yeah so I moved too slow. <laughs> yeah. I I had so much fun playing this game. And then it ends in typical Resident Evil fashion. Why is almost every Resident Evil, maybe just in my head, but like every Resident Evil ends with a plane or a chopper riding off into the sunset. And Even in fine. the movies. Like what, why <laughs> those damn movies? Oh, man. Um, yeah, uh, it ends pretty stereotypical. But anyways, Mia's okay if you chose to save her. Uh, you're okay. The house is on fire. Basically, Umbrella, which is the famous Resident Evil Corporation. There's like two versions of them. Red Umbrella is the OG corporation who makes biological weapons and makes these zombie outbreaks. They're just a bunch of evil bastards. And 
it, the story is so convoluted and complicated going through the games. Uh, I tried to start a timeline and I just got exhausted by the third game. <laughs> oh, and man. then, yeah, it's so much. It's so much. And then, uh, uh, I mean, there's more, there's more plot twists in like, than like all of M. Night Shyamalan movies combined in the Resident <laughs> Evil series. Uh, but it ends with you've saved me and everything's okay. The right on the sunset. And of course, Redfield, a classic, a classic Resident Evil staple. Uh, is there to save the day, and he's in some downloadable content Chris too. Redfield, yeah, yeah that's right, that's right. probably like, probably like the Uber hero of the series. Would you say? Yeah, he's he's definitely the main in almost. He's he's just in most of the Resident Evil games. He's always the hero. He's always he's, the he's always the hero. Too. Yeah, yeah. He's your boy. What game was, it? was it in the third or fourth one where he's like punching boulders and shit, like a complete animal? Uh, fifth one, he does, he moves boulders, he does a lot of shit. He becomes like Superman, but, uh, yeah, the writing of the sunset, and, and that's the game, I had so much fun with it, but there's a couple of of pros and cons, so we've talked highly of the game, because it deserves props, um, uh, the game was so much fun to play, it made me so hopeful for Resident Evil series, which kind of, which just lost its focus, and totally came back to it. Uh, Richard Pierce did a great job with the writing, uh, stealing from uh, Evil Dead, stealing Texas Chainsaw Massacre was absolutely brilliant. And they spent a lot of a module with, with proper Japanese horror too. It's it's a great mix of of different talents. Uh, the game is, I mean, the game was a blast. Like like, what 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 were some faults with it though? Because there's some issues. Um, I would say you don't. Most of the games, uh, like we keep saying, like you have to escape and hide and shit in this one, but there wasn't really hiding or a stealthy approach to certain enemies. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna go run up and sneak up on Jack, but no, like yeah. the other ones, like you try to like crouch next to zombies or something. No, everything in this game fucking sees you. No yes. matter what, there's even, no sneaking around. It doesn't even realize. Yeah, but they still sense you. It, it's, it's so then, frustrating because stealth is a huge part of, especially. I remember part. too. You had to be careful in that mansion, man, or the or, or the, uh, the the police station. Yeah, like you were careful around the bear traps by Lucas, but I mean, you could just see him. <laughs> so, yeah, um, <laughs> and. It was probably one of the easier Resident Evils to me, at least. It wasn't it was like, challenging. It, it, the story driven, like, you wanted to go with the flow. You didn't want to, like, yeah, you explore and do all that shit and find files and read them because it actually gives you insight for once in the story. But, like, it was so, like, go here. The destination, like, you know how the ping marker in some games are like so confusing on where to go and like you don't know which way to go this one like the map system or yeah. or, or the oh you mean the driving force like what's yeah like next? the wave point this one it seemed a little yeah. i don't know for resident evil game it was a little like easier to comprehend like you know what i mean it was and usually so the best aspect of resident evil um, is I want to feel lost. Is just is that underlying tension, that fear, that claustrophobia, 
in the feeling of you don't know where you are. Even the map systems suck in Resident Evil. Like, you don't know. You can barely even read the maps. Like, they're not helpful, you know? Yeah. This one, even the map was easy. You know, yes. even the map was, like, laid out sensibly. And it just took you out of it. But but it's okay, because there was enough story to keep me going. Um, a few holdbacks for me is that I didn't like that so much of the story was downloadable content. I, I think because it was such a short game, I feel like you should have incorporated that into story for already leaving yeah. the main character to play Mia. Why don't we just do the cool characters like Jack's brother, who's like a badass and he's trying to save Zoe or, or Redfield where you just go in guns blazing commando style and off these, these molded. Um, and then a few, a few things that I didn't know until my second playthrough was that, and this ruins it for me, is that you could do two things. You can block with your arms. I didn't even realize that the whole game. And it literally stops you from getting damage. Yeah, you unlock that uh, better. Uh, it's called like Secret of Defense. You unlock a better version oh, when you beat I, the game. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, when you beat the game, you unlock that. And so it's even easier. Okay, yeah, and that it doesn't make sense though because someone's coming at you the knife and you just put your forearm up and it's like, oh no, you're fine. Yeah, I do that no. all the time when I play with samurai swords. <laughs> I right, Chuck Norris, you just handle business with your fist. I bend swords um, with my forearm. <laughs> you like you're like a spoon bender, but way cooler. <laughs> um, um, and then another another thing that that took me out of it that I realized second playthrough too is that so what we mentioned before is that slow turn like that just creeps you out like having to look because all the movements are slow and it just for some reason adds to this mystique the horde in this you can do a quick turn and it ruins the whole dynamic yeah i didn't like you can do like the running and then you, you can, can do look completely out. behind you like what that anyways that took me out of it but there's so many good pros to this piercy's writing um the fact that the horror story is actually a sad relatable story um it, the inspiration from Evil Dead, uh, you're on the edge of your seat. Uh, you have to manage your inventory super carefully. And then finally, when it gets to be like an arcade video game at the end and you feel like a badass, it's super rewarded because you felt so shitless scared the whole time. Yeah. I thought it was super effective. Yeah. There was way more pros and cons in this one. And that it's been a while since, I mean, since four that we felt that way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm really excited about eight that's coming out yeah and that's um, a direct sequel to this you're ethan again yeah but i'm kind of bummed out see you're i know you're a big uh uh xbox fan i've always been a big playstation fan and i still haven't been able to get my hands on a on uh the next gen playstation like they're still sold out every time i try to buy one even when they're available to get one you'll get there i'll be like cool cool here's my money and they're like nah sorry it's it's gone. Then don't put it on your damn website. But it's it's all right. But I, I really can't wait to play it. I'm super excited about yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm glad they're continuing on this Ethan character. Like I, I do like Leon and all the other characters, like on Leon's from yeah. four and six. Um but yeah, I'm I'm I liked Ethan a lot. Was Leon in two? Was he Leon was he in the second one or Leon no? Was four. Four, he was okay. Four and six. Because six seemed like the entire game was a DLC because you would do like a a two to three hour little campaign for 
Jill or Chris, and then you do a two to three hour campaign for Leon. You, you do it for yeah. like four or five characters, and they're all all their story yeah. ties in at the end. And you're Jake. Everything was like a side mission. Yeah, yeah. it all it, it was just too clumsy, but it was fun. But it just didn't feel scary, and it was cool being Jake, which is Wesker's son, which is supposed to be a bad guy, but Jake yeah, is a good guy. That's right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Mm-hmm. But Wesker, so he dies at the end of five, which hasn't been in the series since and he's like the main fucking bad guy in Resident Evil. He's the main guy. They kill him off in five. I would be surprised if they bring him back. I think there's enough of a refresh here um, that they can kind of do whatever they want and we'd be okay with it. But I'll be surprised that they do. But I don't think so. It's the way seven was was a perfect kind of reboot to the story to jack it back up to horror instead of action. it was enough it was enough to yeah it was enough to to, to yeah just like you said you, you said it perfectly it was just enough to like kind of switch gears again it, yeah, exactly yeah it it brought the spark back of like having that feel of being terrified and belonging to be named a resident evil for the franchise because you play five and six and you're like my god like this is, I don't know, it's too action-y. Yeah, it is. Like it, it is. It's, it, it is. And then, um, um, so, you know, a weird thing about video games um, is that unlike film, when a, when a film makes a sequel, you expect it to be shittier. When a video game makes a sequel, you expect it to be better. Isn't that weird? Yeah. And a lot of sequels, yeah, yeah. And it usually goes the way that you think. Yeah. Isn't it weird? Like sequels of films usually tend to go downhill, except you get those great ones like the horror icons. Those those series are just it's it's a whole story, you know, like a comic book. You're allowed to like all the Friday the Deep movies because it's all a bunch of gory fun. And there's gems that are sprinkled in there, you know. Yeah. A lot um, of bad ones. I mean, look but... at look at <laughs> Yeah, well look at well, look at Nightmare on Elm Street. You know what I mean? Like Dream Warriors is has some of the coolest kills in it, you know? Yeah. Best and that's music what the kills. fourth one. And then, well, look at Pacific Rim one and two. Then you're like, well, shit. <laughs> what am I doing <laughs> with my time here? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the cool thing about this, uh, like I said, it was originally uh, released on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and even the Switch. Um, and now you can get copies for 20 bucks or even under. And most of the DLC is totally free now. Uh, so you can get the complete story, no problem. Uh, that's one of the cool things. This this game sold 8.3 million copies. Um, and the cool thing about video games is when they get really successful, they get really cheap. Um, and so you should definitely check this out. Uh, yeah, now I, it's, I think it's definitely worth a playthrough. It doesn't take that long. What's crazy to me is uh, I didn't know it was Capcom's like most like best-selling franchise. It, that surprised me because Capcom is famous for fighters, you know? Over Street Fighter and fucking Mega Man. And, I mean, it's Capcom. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, Mega Man hasn't yeah. been around for a it, while. This, it did, they did Mega Man. Street Fighter. Street, yeah, Street Fighter's been in our life for, like, ever. And this yeah. is the I, biggest I franchise know. seller? 
It just goes to show you how badass horror is. It's the greatest genre, man. Um, yeah, absolutely right, Resident Evil 7. Um, uh, thanks for letting me uh, pick an episode for my birthday. I appreciate yeah. it. Now, uh, now, before we go, every week uh, we post a question on Twitter. We take a survey. We take a poll. Isn't that right, Stephen? That is correct. And last week we... <laughs> Sorry, I put my phone down for a second. Uh, Did you just go like, what game show host voice was that? (laughs) You are correct, correct. sir. (laughs) Last week, uh, we asked uh, which or whose mustache do you prefer? Because we were talking about... What were the choices? Well, we were talking about House on Haunted Hill. So the choices were... Oh, Vincent Price. Yes, yes. The choices were Vincent Price, John Waters, Burt Reynolds, or Sam Elliott's mustache. And God, that's such a hard. That was the most difficult poll we've had because it's they're all yeah. epic. And I wish Twitter would let me post all four pictures so people could see the mustaches. But no, you have to like Google it or not even care. But what the fuck, Twitter? No one voted for John Waters, which was surprising because he's got that pencil thin, what? I, creepy ass mustache. I think. I think people aren't just aren't aware of his name. Like if they if if we uh, we were allowed next time, maybe next time we'll accompany the Twitter poll with Instagram. Um, uh, folks, we love we love you following us on social media, our Twitter, our Instagram. Um, and we try to keep up on it the best we can. So maybe we'll accompany the poll with Instagram just so we can we can get a visual play. Ooh, that's play, a good you idea. know, because I think John Waters, they just didn't they just didn't know that. Someone would have sure they saw him. John Waters. Yeah, because it, it's he just has an immaculate mustache. Yeah. You know? So second and third go to Burt Reynolds and Sam Elliott, which makes Vincent Price the winner of the best mustache. Yes, that that's that's it's such a hard question because all of these mustaches are absolutely legendary. Epic. I mean, I mean Burt Reynolds, Sam Elliott, these guys are mustache heroes, man. But. I'm so glad Vincent Price won. Folks, if you don't know, our last episode was a tribute to the great Vincent Price. Um, another requested episode. Uh, we had so much fun doing it. We put in a bunch of sound effects. We, we, had, we had a great time. Definitely check it out. Uh, I'm so glad he won. He deserves to win. Vincent Price is, is a hell of a guy. Yeah, I, I, was, I was happy to see that. Most people voted yeah. for that. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Awesome. Um, hey, Stephen, what, what's up with uh, next week's episode? So next week's episode on the Kings of Kill is mm-hmm. a question and answers episode. Yes, that's right. As a big thank you to all of your support. Uh, if you've got questions, we've got answers. Don't be shy. Hit us up. You can find a contact link on our website, kingsofkill.com, or email us directly, kingsofkillpodcast at gmail. Um we we can't we've already gotten several questions we can't wait to get them more um we'll try to get through all of them if we can if we uh, don't please we'll just do write another in one down the road time. we'll do we'll do another one but yes that this is a, a way that we're trying to say thank you to you for all of our support um and uh and we can't wait uh, to have you tune in and you get to know but, um, us but yeah because we haven't said shit about us that's right <laughs> we haven't said a damn thing the worst host of all time, but it's no, all it's right. Part, it's part of the mystery, uh, the uh, horror. It's oh, the mystique, the horror. I love it. I love it. All right, uh, folks, 
Again, thank you so much. Make sure, make sure to stop by kingsofkill.com. There you find links to all of our social media, like our Instagram, where we post every time we release new content, our Twitter, where we take polls on every single episode, our Gmail, where you can request episodes and ask us questions, our online store, exclusive one-of-a-kind merchandise, like my birthday shirt that says what, Stephen? Fuck Saw and Michael Bay, too. <laughs> that's what it's. That's what it says. Um, and a donation link so you can help us improve our equipment so we can improve content for you. Folks, thank you so much. Can't wait to hear you next week. I'm Zach. And I am Steven.